All right, everybody. Welcome back. Believe in Mizzou. Uh, it's Joe Yancey here with Marcus Lucas. Quick recap of what we experienced during the uh, game against the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, some takeaways, a lot of wins there. Uh, certainly maybe some things that could be done better, but quite frankly, for a team that no one gave a chance, they were projected to lose by 30 and uh, in, in a home game in the SEC tells you the level of confidence that the media and maybe some people on the outside had in the Tigers uh, for a game that they really did well. And, you know, for the most part, I felt like controlled certainly had the momentum. The stadium was rocking for them to compete at that level. And even though it wasn't a W and coming off that tough Auburn loss, ultimately, I think it was a great game. And we want to talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about, again, some high points from the game. And then we want to look ahead to this week in Florida, another tough SEC uh, matchup. Marcus, is there is there anything specific that stood out to you that really kept this game as close as it was and as competitive as it was? Yeah, I think it really came down to the fight, our fight. Um, I think that um, we took the game seriously. Um, I think as serious as it was, I think that, you know, the players – they took the, the extra initiative to, to prepare for the game, and it showed. I mean, I think that um, on both sides of the ball that we were um, ready to impose our will on them and uh, just do everything that it, that it took to win the game. Um, we, we got a couple of breaks throughout the game. We had There was a big play on special teams where we lo- they lost it on a punt, um, and we, 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 got, we were able to get the ball away from them a couple of times. I know we've talked about it before, but if you can win that turnover margin, it usually uh, went, leads to victory. Um, it didn't happen for us this time. Uh, we talked about earlier, just a little off, off camera, but um, – it was it was a little lopsided on the, the yards, uh, the total yards. Um, Georgia outgained us by over what 190 yards, 180 something yards. So whenever you do that, but then you can get the turnovers. I think we we beat them two to zero on turnover margin. Um, that that allowed us to to stay in the game. So that that was the glaring statistic that kind of came out and and watching the pace of the game as far as momentum. Um, I think that the momentum really shifted when we got the ball down to the one yard line and, and mm-hmm. couldn't get it in. We couldn't convert that. Yeah. Um, not not converting those, you know, red zone plays into touchdowns and settling for field goals. I mean, shoot, we looked amazing as a field goal unit um, on Saturday. But if we could have converted and gotten the end zone just once, just twice, you know, yeah. that would have been a completely different game and we could have silenced them early. Um, I think that we did a good job competing for four, for four quarters. Um, just at the end, we just we just needed touchdowns over field goals. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of it is a significant portion of their total yardage did happen uh, late third and, and throughout the fourth. So I, I don't think Mizzou broke down. I don't think um, Mizzou got tired. And I am certainly not one, um, you know, as someone that's competed at, at one point in baseball, and uh, you know, at a semi-high level, we were always taught that officiating, referees, umpires, you can't control it. So you've right. got to let it go. With that said, there was a couple of iffy things. I, I can sure. tell you that no one in the stadium noticed it that 
uh, dude's knee was down on the fake field goal, which yeah. in the game of college football, he's down. He's so down. 70, 60, however many thousand people didn't notice it. So yeah. there wasn't a lot of noise made about that until after the fact. Of course, the national media and, and Mizzou beat writers, they saw that because they're they're tuned in or looking at it from home. Sure. So I can't say that was an obvious miss because no one, none of the fans saw it. We just went, man, they got us in that fake field goal. So it's not crazy that the officials didn't see that there was a false start on fourth down and late in the fourth, which ultimately would have made that uh, conversion, which Georgia did convert and ultimately a touchdown to win the game would have made it a lot harder. But again, I don't think it's something someone saw. So I'm not one to point to the officiating, but I will say the number one team uh, is going to get those calls. You know, it's like if LBJ goes to the lane late in the fourth quarter, you follow LeBron, uh, he's more likely to get that call and go to the sure. line and have the chance to finish it. Sure. So it is the number one team. It is the defending champions. Um, I completely agree, though, um, that something just felt you felt great about that run by Cody Schrader. But when yep. they got that false start, I'm like, ooh, here we really go. need to get this in. And they got to get that one. Got to get that in. If you could get any of those threes into sixes, uh, you know, extra point seven. It is a it's a completely different ball game. Um, one thing I did notice, or not notice, but one thing that is also important: Dominic Lovett, who leads the SEC in receiving, still despite by a lot, despite yeah. missing the entire second half, did miss the second half. So I think right. we didn't have all of our weapons, and I think we discussed last week that you needed all of your weapons. That's um, it. You needed to be better on special teams. Obviously, Mevis was five for five, hit a 55, 56 yarder. Um, they did all of the things that you could do and they narrowly lost that game. But one huge takeaway for me, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but Luther put something said, I wouldn't trade it for nothing on Twitter. So all the, whatever about the number one recruit, uh, you know, best receiver in the nation scrubbed his social media. He's out. Just like you said last week, it happens. He's a he's a kid, a young man, rather. Just, I should tur- say. just turned eighteen. Just I mean, turned eighteen. On. But he, the tweet that he put out on Monday or Tuesday, maybe it was even Sunday. He's excited. This team is. Yeah. I've I said in an article I wrote last week. This is the worst, best, greatest lost maybe in Mizzou history. Definitely in the last you know eight or nine years. So they they're thriving. Um, they're on the road. They're again big underdogs against Florida. And I think they're ready to prove that they they can beat one of these SEC teams that are, you know, have these storied histories, whether it's on the road or at home. Uh, Real quick, back to Dominic Lovett. I would assume that it should go without saying that if people are concerned about Luther, if Lovett continues to be the best SEC wide receiver, he has a drop rate of like less than 1% or something crazy. That should open up opportunities for Luther's natural athleticism and pass catching ability. Don't you think? That's it, man. Um, uh, That's exactly a point that I was going to bring today. I mean, it's going to, it, it, that's exactly what it's going to do. Love is going to continue to ball. Um, and, and that's going to take the eyes over to him and that's going to be an integral part of, uh, whatever defense is trying to stop, you know, from, 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 you know, offensive stance. Um, and, and that'll definitely open up some opportunities for Luther. I think that, um, 
early in the early in the year, we tried to see, you know, just how illustrative the offense was going to be in different ways to get Luther incorporated, whether it's running the ball, whether it's sweeps, whether it's screens, whether it's deep balls. I think that we we I think we kind of have seen what can work is if we can really just kind of narrow that down, narrow that focus a little bit and make him I don't want to make him one dimensional, but I want to give him a certain package of this is what we're we're comfortable with with giving to you right now. As we talked about this kid who's just 18, get him get him get him going, you know, early in the game and get him in in a single position to where he's very he's overconfident in his routes, um his decision making, um when the ball is coming so he can have an actual feel of that because it's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a freshman, it's 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 ho- so hard to just acclimate to the game, the speed of the game, um, the the physical nature of the game, um, it, so many different things. Um, but at the same time, I think that he's doing a great job for a freshman. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we forget that he's a freshman. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does have all this pressure on him because he's the number one recruit but if you look at his numbers compared to you know previous freshmen um he's right along I think he can beat those he can outpace those numbers um for what a freshman has done in Mizzou uh, football so to 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 write him off to 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 say that he's out of it I mean it's it's so far from the truth I think that he's just going to start to blossom into to what he really is as we get through the season. He's maturing each game. It may not reflect it on the stat sheet, but he's getting more experience every single game. He's learning how to deal with the game flow. He's learning how to deal with maybe not getting the shine or the, you know, the notoriety right now. But that's just that's just burning a fire in him that he's going to continue to to work. He's going to continue to get better. And when those opportunities come to him, he's going to make those plays. So I'm excited to see how the rest of the season goes. As you talked about earlier, um, Mizzou has shown who they can be um, and, and, and what kind of team we can be. We've had flashes throughout the whole season. I'm excited. I actually uh, messaged a couple of the guys. And I'm just like, I expect you guys to win out. I mean, you guys showed what you guys can do against the number one team in the country. Um, And if we play like that, if we if we continue to to, if that defense comes out and plays like that, um, how they played in the first half against any team and on the rest of our schedule. There's no reason why we can't win games. Um, Go ahead. No, I was just going to say I like our odds. That's yeah. Yeah. Everything you said is 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 perfect. It's spot on. And. Another really telling thing is Brady Cook, whether or not he's the guy, if if Coach Drink deserves, he start, it would be easy to, he's got four really good quarterbacks yeah. with uh, Macon, Sam Horn, uh, Abraham, and then uh, Brady Cook. Yeah. It would be easy for him to say, look, you know, we might need to, look in another direction. He did it in Kansas state just to try to kind of remix what was happening, which was consecutive interceptions, but he may not be Brady. That is burning down the house and the stat sheet. But what he, what he's not doing is making a lot of mistakes since that Kansas state game. He had four receivers 
with three or more catches, even though he had less than 200 total yards, what that tells me is he's seeing the football field That's it. very well. He's not forcing the ball. And people may have interpreted Luther's so-called discontent, which we don't even know if that was real. Like, who knows? Right. Right. Again, he's a young man. Who cares what he does on social media? It's not really our business. With that said, though, they may have interpreted that he just wasn't getting the ball. The reality is Luther's pulling all this attention in on uh, hype and previous uh, work in high school. Mm-hmm. Love it is going to pull that attention back based on actual production. So I That's think it. what you're saying is spot on. If they can make a concerted effort and they're deliberate about getting him the ball early, whether it's, you know, quick little dumps, outs, slants, whatever it may be, I think this team can play with anyone in the nation uh, shifting to the the defense. So yeah, Tyron Hopper is actually a transfer <laughs> from Florida. That's and he it. leads the SEC in tackles. Mizzou has three guys in the top 10, maybe top five uh, in tackles. And they, they're sure-handed. They wrap up and they, 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 drive, they drive the player to the ground, you know, and that's at it. solo tackles. He's got a lot more, obviously, combined. But sure. this defense is ferocious. You know, I don't care how many yards Georgia had. This defense – is ferocious because they got a lot of those really on like three drives. Yeah, you know they shuttered it. them multiple that's times. The reason Georgia's punting stats are like non-existent is because they don't punt, and they, they, punt. they had to against us. So I'm very encouraged uh, by the offense, by the defense, uh, and most importantly, I'm encouraged with the way they responded after the win. So you know, all we get is what the media says and, and Twitter. But if that is any indication, they took that L almost like a W. That's it. Um, you know, heartbreaking, tough loss. Thought we had it wrapped there's up for more, a while. There's, there's no moral victories, but yeah, at true. the same time, but at the same time, we there's a lot we can take away from the game. There's a lot of of things positives for, that came from the game that we can build on. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and I think that team cohesion is something that's new. We talked about it last week. Cody Schrader, who had the big run while he's a senior, yeah, senior or junior, yeah. senior, he still is a freshman on this team. You know, um, everybody's adjusting. Uh, Luther's new. Love it's in his second year. And uh, he was a, not a, I don't want to say a role player, more of a secondary supplementary player last mm-hmm. year. And now he's the guy. SEC defenses are going to have to plan on how do I guard Dominic Lovett? Hopefully he's healthy enough to go this week. I haven't seen an update. He's right. 50-50. I'm assuming he'll play unless it's bad. But they're going to have to guard around him and everything yep. roll around him, which will create opportunities for Luther, the other receivers, the tight ends. And then most importantly, should open up that running game. I, I hope that drink does some play action. And we talk about, you know, we want to see a little bit more versatility and creativity each week. The game plan last week wasn't overly creative. There wasn't a lot of trick plays and things, mm-hmm. but it was enough to win if they just would, uh, converted you know Just one of those finish. touches that's that's the, that's the word that we 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 would in I, I can't say finish but that's the word that we kind of gathered around i mean within in the era when i was there was finished um every every thursday um you know that last real practice of the week we had finished just on the big jumbo jumbotrons. And that's what it was all about. It was about, you know, finishing the week, finishing your preparation and just finish the game. I mean, and that's something that we would just 
really rally behind because that's what you have to do. You have to finish drives. You have to finish plays. You have to finish drives and you have to finish quarters. You have to finish the game. And, and that's what it really came, comes down to because you can't, you know, one of the biggest things is you can't win the game in the first. You can't win the game in the second. You can't win the game in the third, but you can only win the game in the fourth quarter. And that's when you have to finish in the fourth quarter. And that's if, if we could have brought that to fruition on Saturday, we would have won the game. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that's just what we've we've talked about. It's just been a common theme of, of putting, you know, we've had good first quarters. We have good second. We've had good thirds. We have good fourths. But we just got to put together four four quarters of good football. And I mean, the sky's the limit for this team, for this team, for, for the future teams to come because the talent is there and, and the talent was put on full display on Saturday because with our linebacking core, with our receiving core, uh, just with everything that we got going on, our special teams, we, we got the pieces. Mm-hmm. We, we got the pieces and we just got to put it all together, man. I'm, I'm so excited about this team, man. Yeah, me too. And I think that was Coach Drinks, one of his, you know, I'm sure he's had great games that maybe don't stand out to me. And obviously when you play the number one team and you're that competitive, it it's going to stand out. Yeah. But there, I, I can't think of a single instance. There may have been a third or a fourth where maybe he could have went for, but I can't think of a single instance where people were thinking, or at least I was thinking, wow, that's questionable. Why did you do that? And the mark of a good coach and a good leader, or at least a, a growing developing coach, you know, cause you gotta, he was yeah. only at app state for a very short time Right at this level. This is new to him as well. But when you have all these great individual pieces and incredible individual talent, and then you can roll that into close games and then somewhere down the line, hopefully sooner than later, roll that into victories, especially yeah. in the sec conference, he should be here for a long time because the recruiting is a non-issue. We touch on that almost weekly. It's just getting these these pieces together. And people don't understand, maybe some don't, it is not easy to be a college coach. As soon as no. you get familiar with someone or they start to really grow, they're gone, right? They're gone. This ain't the NFL. Uh, it's right. a lot different. So I know that's a tough task for him. But if if they could find a way to pick up a W in Florida, Florida's just outside the top 25. Um, a couple stats on Florida as a team they lead the SEC in total tackles. That may not be a great thing. That may be they're on defense a lot, but right. we do know they can tackle. We do know they're in the top three in passing and they're in the top five in rushing. So it won't be easy, especially going down to Gainesville to get that get that that W. However, coming off of last week, a couple things that stand out to me, we still mostly, and we had a couple, but we still have a more of a difficult time getting to the quarterback. I think if they mm-hmm. can pressure the QB consistently, which is going to require them trusting uh, the defensive backs, then I think that's a great step towards us winning because our defense is incrementally improving every single game. That is really clear to me. It's getting better every single game. And if they can get pressure on the quarterback, I do feel like this team can beat Florida. Is there any notes or bullet points or anything that stands out to you that you think has to happen for Mizzou to be competitive uh, at Florida? Yeah, I think that, I mean, the, the numbers kind of, they tell a story a little bit. If you look at that Tennessee game that they lost uh, for Florida, um, they, I think they went off that game. I think they almost had like 500 passing yards that game. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that, you know, you see the potential um, there, 
Um, but if we so we have to, like you said, get to the quarterback and, and definitely um, mitigate that that risk. Right. But but at the same time, I think the rushing game is a little bit more important for us. I think that if we can and, and that plays into our strong suit. Right. Cause we got guys that can tackle too. Mm-hmm. And so if we can, if we can kind of mitigate their rushing, rushing game, I think they're over 200 yards uh, a game in rushing right mm-hmm. now, which is, you know, one of the top, you know, like you said, top five in the SEC. Yep. If we can get them under 150, 125 yards on, on the ground, if we can keep them within that, I think we win the game. I think that that's the one. I think the passing game, I know it's it's been an issue for us. I think it's, we're getting better in that, that area each and every week as we emphasize it. But I think that their game starts with their, their rushing attack and that opens up their pass game. And so if we can stop that rushing, that rushing attack and what they really want to do is run the football. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's that's going to be our key for us. I think it's going to take another great uh, game breaking play on, on special teams. I'm always going to go there um, because those are so important. And, and I think if uh, on offense, we continue to, to take care of the football. We're going to be fine. So um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this game. Like I said, I expect us to, to win out. I mean, uh, yeah. both teams are, are really going – they're going for their first SEC win. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, we know that. Um, but as we show, we're, we're prepared for dogfights. We're, we're ready for it. Um, we just got to finish. I think that that's going to be the key to the game It's finishing. And so all those things put together is going to is going to lead us to the victory. Um, They got a lot of firepower over there. So we're going to have to put some points up on the on the board, continue to like uh, we we alluded to earlier, convert um, in the red zone um, and and put points on the board. I agree. And I I think um, one thing that's probably understated or not by you, because you've been spot on with this every single week. If you can win the turnover battle, especially if you're in a plus two, plus three variety, which we were plus two last week, yeah. and you have a better special teams performance than your competitor, yeah. you can afford to not gain as many on the ground. You know, yeah. you can afford a mistake here and there. You almost have to play perfect football or near perfect football against a superior team in their house in the SEC unless. Uh, you do those things. So I just, I, what I'm seeing, notwithstanding the K-State game, you know, they, they they obviously took a step back from Louisiana tech to the tech, the Mm -hmm. K-State game. There are a lot of weird elements there, the weather, just a lot of things going on, no excuses, but it was different. But from that point going forward, you know, their ability to tackle improving uh, their ability to pass rush a little bit better, improving, Mm -hmm. getting to the quarterback against Georgia, and and not against Auburn, that's improvement, right? right. So um, finding more receivers than just Dominic Lovett and not forcing it to Luther because you think he needs to be fed, that's making it. the right play, no matter that's who it, it is, uh, gaining on the ground, everything incrementally improves game over game. Um, I like Mizzou to win this game 34 to 24. That's my prediction. It might be lofty. It might be optimism. I truly believe the pressure is on Florida, just like it was on Auburn. They were talking like if they lose that game, he was going to lose his job, you know, the coach Auburn. So the pressure is on Florida. No one expects Mizzou to win. They were, uh, I think, a nine-point underdog, and now it's at 10, and it might even be 10 and a half this morning. So continuing to doubt this Tiger team 
is only going to fire up this Tiger team. And again, their response was like, hey, not happy we lost, but excited about the future. And I think a lot of people are seeing that not just the team, but even the recruits itself. Is there any other notes you have or anything uh, you want to add for this week's uh, big matchup? We got it at noon Eastern. Uh, It's in Florida. Uh, It's Saturday. Uh, again, it's a noon Eastern kickoff, yeah. and uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. Is there anything it's gonna else? It's going to be a great game. I mean, they just need to go down there, be have get get loose. You know, what I mean, enjoy that Florida sun. Um, it's going to be. It should be a great football game, great weather, and all that good stuff. So just go down there and have fun. Go play as a team and 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 bring back a W. Um, I think that I think that we're going to win. I say thirty to twenty six. Okay. Um. So I'm right right there with you. Yeah. Um. But uh, I just I, we just got to go out there and, and and build off of what we what we kind of have been doing the last couple of weeks. I know we haven't come out victorious um, in a couple of weeks, so we're, the fire is there. Um, but if we kind of just put it all together, rally behind each other, everybody's having fun. Um, we're going to go down there and handle business. We've we've done it before. It's not like it's some impossible thing to do. Um, so rally around each other and go and go bring a dove back. That's all I'm asking. Same, same. My other little prediction is uh, Nathaniel Pete. I think he's going to go crazy. Yeah. Uh, there the we running go. back. I think he's, yeah. I, I don't know why I just, I have a, I have a feeling. I think Schrader, Elijah Young, I think all the backs they have are great. I just think Pete has been so close to breaking several breaking. big plays with not a lot it. of carries. That's uh, it. And that's not to say that the other guys aren't as talented. and won't kill it too, but I, I have a feeling about that. You know, I'm not going to put too much stock in the receiving core because, again, I think Brady Cook just trying to find the open receiver and hitting multiple guys each game That's is the okay. growth and improvement and the development you need to see from him. That's what you want. You know what I'm saying? And if that's Luther, if that's Dominic, whatever, they're going to get the passes when they need to. That's but it. the running game, I I just I feel it. I Pete's going to go off. So that's uh, anything that's else good. you want to add there, Marcus? No, man. Um, I think we're good this week. I mean, continue to, to shout out my restaurant in, yes, in Como, uh, Crustacean Seafood off, off 9th Street. So come on out and see us there. Um, but but that's it for me today, man. I, I appreciate you having me and uh, let's do it. Let's go Tigers. Absolutely. M-I-Z. Z-O-U. All right, bro. I'll talk to you next week. All right, now.